This is the Ag Queen Podcast. This podcast explores the agriculture industry with the movers and shakers of those shaping it. Here's your host, Lori Boyer. Today's episode is being sponsored by Ag Explore International. We all know it's vital to have crop nutrients in the right source at the right rate at the right time and in the right place to improve ROI and yield. The team at Ag Explorer also understands it's vital to have the right technology. They call it the fifth R of nutrient stewardship. AgEx technologies and products are designed to enhance your yields, therefore maximizing your investment. If you want to know more, reach out by visiting agexplore.com. That's A-G-X-P-L-O-R-E.com. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the show here today. I am visiting with Dr. Joel Kemmelshu. He is an agricultural scientist and owner of Land IQ. And so we are going to get to know him and what Land IQ is in our show today. So I'm looking forward to this conversation. Dr. Kemmelshu, let's start off. Tell me a little bit more about you and your background and who you are. First off, Lori, thanks for having me on your show. I appreciate it. And, um, well, I hail from uh, Northern California, Butte County in the Sacramento Valley. My, I come from a family farm in Butte County. We grow almonds, walnuts, and uh, some row crops. I'm the fifth of five kids, so I had to go out and get a job to kick me off the farm. And, uh, um, but I uh, thoroughly love working in the agricultural industry. Um, went to did some education in, at Cal Poly at San Luis Obispo, and then some further education at North Carolina State University in Raleigh, North Carolina. My degrees are in agricultural sciences, um, and that was about 25, 26 years ago when I started my career. As an agricultural scientist, what does that entail exactly? What does that mean to you, and why pursue that particular part of agriculture? Well, yeah, like I, like I said, I grew up on a farm, and I still have a farming interest there today, and I love to go up and help my brothers out in that farming operation, but from what I do... It centers upon, um, you know, the the water quality and water quantity issues in the Western United States, specifically in California, but other states as well, as well as land and water resources. So as it relates to agriculture. So in a in a kind of a nutshell, what we do is we create data that are objective, scientifically sound data for the purposes of agricultural systems, mostly um, grower representative organizations like irrigation districts and commodity groups and things like that to make smarter decisions about their water and land resources and how that affects ag production. And that's what Land IQ does too, then. Is that right? That's right. How long has Land IQ been around? Our company has been in existence since about 2007. We started with five people then, and we're about 35 right Mm -hmm. now. So tell me a little bit more in depth on on how maybe even an example might be the easiest thing to do. Can you give me an example of uh, a, somebody else you might work with and how you work together and what you would do for them? Sure. So um, uh, one thing that we do in our company is we map spatially every single agricultural field in California, from Mexico to Oregon, Nevada to the Pacific Ocean. That amounts to about 420,000 individual fields, two acres and greater. How did we get involved in that? Go backwards in time to about 2014 and the Almond Board of California said, 
we see the stats that USDA puts out about average almond yields. And I'm a grower on the board of the Almond Board of California, and I think I'm a pretty good grower, but I can't even achieve the average yields. So there's two things in an average yield, pounds and per acre. So the pounds part is what is measured. That's the dollar sign, right? So that's measured very carefully because that's where the money is. But the denominator, the acres of pounds per acre, is what they hypothesized as growers that was too low. And so the Almond Board of California asked us, can you map all of the almond orchards in California? And so over a couple of years of, of trial and error and research and development, we developed a process to be able to do that. Then the Walnut Commission said, can we do that? Then the Pistachio Research Board said, can we do that? Then the California Avocado Commission said, can we do that? And the Prune Board said, can we do that? And the rice industry said that. And then Sustainable Groundwater Management Act hit in California, which is a regulation to keep groundwater sustainable. And that required all crops to be mapped everywhere. So we just leveraged as we went along kind of organically and, and did that. So that's one of the areas. So we work with groundwater sustainability agencies. We work with irrigation districts. We work with commodity groups. Those are the types of people that use our information. And Dr. Kimmelshue, can you explain or describe what mapping is and how you do it? What kind of technology you use to do it? Things like that? Sure. So one of the fundamental tenets of Land IQ is that we um, believe in heavy ground truthing. So another way to say that is we measure what's going on on the surface of the earth in agricultural systems in order to calibrate our remotely sensed models and validate the results. So if you take a subset of the entire population, let's say crop, we use crop mapping again as an example. We drive about 15,000 miles every year back and forth at different places at different times in California with iPads and trained agronomists in the car and say, walnuts left, alfalfa right, almonds left, fallow right. With, in capturing a subset of the population, we create then what we call a digital fingerprint for each one of those crops. We dust the rest of the crime scene, which is the area we didn't drive by and match the fingerprint uh, to one of those 420,000 plus fields. Then because we drove by it and we, we said we saw what was there. We compare what we predicted with what we actually saw. So that's predicted versus observed. And we get it right about 97, 98% of the time, depending on the crop type. All right. Taking a look at, at your website. So you talked about the mapping. Um, I know you talked about working with the groundwater. And in California, that's probably... Something even more important right now, I know there is a lot of hardship with all the drought and limited limited moisture supplies that you guys have received across the state. Have you had to redo or change anything you're doing because of the drought? No. In fact, it's the work that we do is only really enhanced uh, because if you have short water supplies, which we absolutely do have here in California and as does the most of the Western United States, and you have and you have regulatory pressures on agriculture too that will that are over the next 20 years reducing the amount of groundwater that in many areas people can pump there are some tough decisions that are going to have to be made period there's no no way around it and some of the forecasts for the southern uh, central valley the san joaquin valley of california are that upwards of 20 to 25 percent of the ground will be fallowed because they just can't pump that type of water because it can, will continue to decline the groundwater uh, table. 
So our, our work has only been enhanced. Uh, the need for objective, uh, accurate um, data to make decisions with is really critical. Um, if you don't know what's going on on the surface of the ground, you can't make as smart of decisions about where to have a, a lot different sources of water and how much to a lot and how the land use is changing um, and what crop types are replacing what crop types and things like that. Yeah, it's very important. Dr. Kimmelshu, on your website, uh, just a few other things I thought we could talk about a little bit. It says restoration ecology. What is that? Yeah, so we have a small office in Los Angeles, uh, and uh, the vast majority of the work that we do at Land IQ is ag-based, but as everybody knows, uh, California is a highly populated state too. So we have this these, I call them interfaces between the three big water users, ag, urban, and environmental. And our restoration ecologist group down in our Los Angeles office work primarily in Areas where just that, the ecology or the landscape needs to be restored. So it's still fundamental science that we work with. Soil science, plants, water, sun, making sure you get the right plants in the right place so that you can restore degraded landscapes or, or mitigation. So you build a freeway through Los Angeles, but it went across some native areas. They have to replace that somewhere else. And so our team down there does that type of work. Also on your website, I saw remote sensing. That's some of what we've already covered with the mapping though, right? Correct. So I, I mentioned the, the the heavy ground truth thing that we do. We do that in crop mapping and we also do that in crop water use, but that's one piece of it. So you have remote sensing or, or, or ground truthing and then the remote sensing part. You can't put boots on the ground everywhere. So we use remote sensing as a tool to evaluate the entire landscape of what area we're looking at. All right. What other things about Land IQ that I haven't asked about that is interesting or maybe projects that are coming up for you? Well, I mean, I think what's the most, in, we continue to work in the ag realm a lot and um, kind of cut our teeth here in California and have expanded into Arizona and Texas and New Mexico, okay. mostly in the Western United States, Colorado a little bit too, a little bit into Australia um, and have done some work in Mexico as well. I never dreamt that Kind of already always knew that that water always knew that water and land resources are important but in light of the drought and in light of increased regulatory challenges and pressures and requirements necessary requirements on agriculture are the work that we do is kind of ever changing people ask me where do you want to be in five years in your company i said i have no idea it, i didn't i couldn't tell you five years ago where I'd be today. So we just kind of react as we need to and pay attention to what's happening in the ag market. Are you getting into the carbon sequestration, carbon credit space at all with your company? Our data, so we map every agricultural field in California. So we know all the almond orchards, we know all the walnut orchards, we know all of the pistachio orchards, et cetera. And, and those are carbon accumulators, right? Trees. And it's still in its infancy as far as the carbon market goes in California. But and then we also can tell what the age of every single mm -hmm. one of those orchards are. So if you have a small orchard, you have mm -hmm. less carbon accumulation. If you have a older orchard or, or younger orchard, you have less. The older, you have more. So there is now that we know where those orchards are and how old they are, you can estimate how much carbon has been sequestered by those orchards. 
But this carbon market and carbon sequestration is all about land use and it's all about land use change and management. And so our data are kind of fundamental to starting out and making those decisions about where carbon sequestration or management is best. Okay. And I did think of another question kind of going back that was a little bit more drought related when we were talking about that. Does the data show like why it's happening? I mean, we know you've had limited precipitation. We know um, some of it's just water availability in general that comes into California, but does it show other reasons why they're, the water, the groundwater and the rest of the water sources are so low? Well, I think you're getting more into the, the climate side of things. And, oh, okay. Um, uh, we just have climatic patterns off the coast that high pressures that push rainfall away from uh, our state most of the time. It has occurred basically for the last three years. And then we'll get an El Nino and it'll, we'll get deluged with rainfall. At that point, our snowpack, which is basically our major reservoir, if you will. At that point, you know, it's all about water management. And there's competing demands for water in California, not just agriculture, but also the environment and urban. So it's always been that way. And it's even more magnified now with the drought. So again, tough decisions are having to be made. And we hopefully provide the data that can help people make them as objectively as possible. Okay. Thank you for answering that. All right. Anything else to mention here today that I didn't ask? Mm, Not too much. Just... uh, Pray for rain, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Learn how to do the rain dance, huh? Exactly. <laughs> Dr. Joel Kemmelshu, my guest here today. He is an agricultural scientist and owner of Land IQ, and the website is landiq.com. Today's show has been brought to you by Ag Explore. So what makes Ag Explore different? Well, they are innovators, bringing together talent, global resources, and experience to face critical farming needs head on. AgEx is an industry leader, developing field-proven, cutting-edge technologies that have revolutionized farming. They learn continuously because they know current knowledge is never good enough, forging ahead always with technology-driven products to enhance yields and maximize investments. Ag Explore is the farmer's champion. Want to know more? Reach out by visiting Ag explore.com that's a-g-x-p-l-o-r-e.com thanks for tuning in to this edition of the ag queen podcast with your host Lori boyer